It's kind of cold, right? No? Someone's cold? Someone else is cold with me? No one else? Everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> I was just in Saudi Arabia. That's maybe why it's cold here for me. Uh, did comedy in Saudi Arabia. And guys, we're going to be fine. America. <laughs> I think we're going to survive. They are surviving. <laughs> I, uh, before I went there, I had to sign a visa and apply. And you have to sign. They says... I acknowledge that if I bring in drugs or alcohol, that they can punish you by death. It's <laughs> like, so, all right, <laughs> that's a good intro to your country. But I went there, and the people are really nice. Everyone was really nice, so it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, I don't want, I don't want people to assume I'm like Trump, right? You don't want to assume people are like the government, so they're really nice. Uh, but like, I still like didn't know what the rules were, you know? Like, I was in my hotel. And there was, I was going up to the, the elevator, and there was a woman in the elevator. I didn't know if I was allowed to get in the elevator, because like, they don't let women do a lot of things there. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, <laughs> familiar? Uh, they don't drive, which... Uh, actually, they don't drive, and good news, they suck at driving. So, like, the people at Saudi. So, <laughs> it's all the men. It's all the men are really fucking up the roads. If you wanted a, a, an example of how bad men are driving, go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> And they're all just a bunch of dicks. There's no one staying in the lines. They're really bad. So that's good proof that women should drive. Um, <laughs> if you needed it, if, you, if anyone was like, prove it, prove, prove they can drive, prove it. Go to Saudi, they're all driving bad. And none of them are women. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know if I was allowed to go in the elevator. So I like, didn't. And then I just like, looked at the lady. And I was like, I hope she doesn't think they like, don't want to go in. Uh, and then the door is just like, closed. Just like, bing. <laughs> I was like, all right, and I waited, and I pressed the button, and then the doors just opened back up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be weird. Uh, and I let them close again, and they're like, bing, and I waited a while. I was like, all right, I'm gonna wait. All right, probably elevator's probably up right now. So I pressed them, same doors, just <laughs> bing, and I'm like, I gotta get in now. So I just like got in, and I realized she, she hadn't pressed any of the buttons. That's why it wasn't going up. And I realized, oh, because you have a, have a key card. So I like swiped my key card, and I pressed six. And I'm like, oh, you have to have a key card. What floor do you have to go to? And she's like, eight. So I pressed eight, but didn't work. So I was like, oh, shit. So then we just go up to six together, and I was like, sorry, goodbye. You're trapped on six. And then I went and like got ready for my show that I had to do, and I came back like 20 minutes later, and she's just still like on the sixth floor, just like waiting. So she's trapped there. I trapped a woman on the sixth floor. Please go help her. Um, no, she's fine. I'm pretty sure she's fine. Someone, someone probably helped her. Uh, everyone got sad about that. <laughs> there, people loved that joke. They were like, "That's hilarious." <laughs> Here, they're like, "Oh my god, they don't let women on elevators." <laughs> like, no, they do. They're cool. Uh, 
But yeah, no, it was amazing. It was amazing to go over there and like, like I feel like I was scared at first because I thought it was going to be people were going to be mad at me for being not them. But everyone was super nice and friendly, and it, it does make you realize that like don't like confuse like government with people. You know, because like someone there, I was like, someone came up to me and they're like, "Oh, America, Donald Trump," and I was like, "No, definitely not, Donald Trump. I'm not Donald Trump." <laughs> Because that, that's what happens is we kind of, we, that's how they divide us, I think. You know, you think like, oh, everyone over there hates women. You go over there like, oh, nobody hates women. Just like the people in charge hate women. That's, that's just like here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're all the same. Uh, I, my dad's Muslim. My mom's Catholic, so I'm neither. Not really sure what I am. I don't think I'm an atheist. Not because I don't think there could be nothing, but because I don't like the attitude that comes with being an atheist. I feel like in life, we're all just walking on a tightrope off of a skyscraper into just fog, right? And no one can see beyond the fog, but everyone keeps falling off. Like everyone you ever heard of falls off. All your grandparents fall off. Kid in high school fell off once. You just don't want to fall off. You're just walking along, trying not to look down. Someone's like, hey, don't worry about it. I heard when you fall... There's a net down there, and it catches you, and it feels really nice. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, that's good. And then atheists are like, there's no net. There's no net. It's just jagged rocks. We die, and it hurts. You're like, hey, shut up. <laughs> Try not to fall here. It's like, why? Do you think there's a net? It's like, no, there's probably not a net, but maybe like a pillow or even more fog would be okay. Like, just let people think there's a net. It's like, the problem isn't thinking there's a net. The problem's when you're like, we think the net hates gay people. <laughs> Shaking the rope. <laughs> then maybe there's no net. I don't know how anyone can play a game of telephone and still believe in religion word for word. <laughs> you get like 12 people in the same room who speak the same language. They can't even pass around like, Todd has a turtle. <laughs> You're going to trust, like, a whole book of moral code over, like, just thousands of years, millions of people, hundreds of languages. Like, I feel like every religion starts out great. It always starts out with God saying to the first guy, he's like, hey, all I ask is that you respect other people. And then that guy says to the next guy, hey, God said make other people respect you. And then that guy says to this guy, hey, God said kill people who don't respect you. And God's in heaven. He's like, I gave them one thing. They're doing the opposite. I'll make a list. I'll write a list. I'll give them 10 things. They can't fuck up the list. He gives them a list. Moses is like, hey, guys, God said don't do these 10 things. Also, don't eat pork and don't masturbate. He's like, no, I didn't say that. I wrote it in stone. You're etching things on the side. He's like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll send a representative down. I'll send him down. Jesus goes down. And he's like, hey, God said, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And they're like, let's get them. <laughs> and God's like, I don't know what we're wrong. I feel like God had kids too early. That's the problem. Should have waited. Wasn't ready. It was clear like a baby God when he made Earth. You know? For a few million years, he was just obsessed with dinosaurs. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is a T-Rex. <laughs> this one has a long neck and eats leaves. <laughs> then he hit puberty and he was like, fuck dinosaurs, I hate dinosaurs. I never like dinosaurs. I'll be in my room listening to music, Ice Age. <laughs> got all emo. <laughs> Death and destruction. <laughs> 
Then he had Adam and Eve. He was clearly only like a teenage god, right? Didn't take on any responsibility. He was just like, uh, listen, guys, just stay right here and don't touch my stuff. And he just left. He was like, ah. Comes back to touch the stuff. And he's like, what the fuck? I said, don't touch the stuff. Get out. Get the hell out. Kicks them out. One strike, you're out. Go live with your mother. Mother nature. <laughs> and he was like, I got it. Then <laughs> he has more kids. Starts laying more down more rules he's like don't go over here don't go over there don't stick your dick in this guy's butt <laughs> then he gets obsessive he's like tell your friends about me tell your friends about dad tell them to come to dad's house tell them I'm a fun dad I'm the only dad that's you only have one dad <laughs> then he just drowns everybody <laughs> it's the number one worst thing he does as a parent that's how you get in the news for being a bad parent then he tries to make up for it by giving us a rainbow. He's like, hey, sorry for murdering everyone. Here's a bunch of colors you can't touch. Are we even? <laughs> then, he, then he has a kid. He has his favorite kid. Not supposed to have favorite kids. Not healthy for the children. Jesus goes down to earth, doesn't get along with everyone. His most favorite kids don't. He's like, hey, I'm God's son. They're like, aren't we all God's son? He goes, I'm God's real son. You guys are adopted. Like, that's not true. What are you talking about? He's like, God said you're not doing it right. You gotta do better. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. You gotta be like me. And they're like, well, who the hell do you think you are? And he's like, I'm also God. And they're like, no. His number one ruler is only one God. And he's like, well, I'm God too. <laughs> so then they murdered him according to God's own rules. And then God comes back and he's like, what the fuck? And then he never talked to us again. <laughs> Just walked out, never came back. Hasn't even sent a postcard at most, a potato chip with his picture on it. To hungry people. <laughs> now the whole world has abandonment issues because half the world's like, there is no God, he's dead. And the rest of the world's like, he's coming back, he'll be back. <laughs> Just stepped out for cigarettes. <laughs> Recently outside my house, I had a bunch of crows, 20, 30 crows all in one tree, just calling nonstop for about two days straight. It was like, ka 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 Day and night, nonstop, all 20, 30 crows. So finally, I called animal control, and I was like, hey, what the hell is going on with these birds? <laughs> they were like, it's baby crow season. They're calling at the baby crows until they learn to fly, and that can last for five days. And I was like, what? That's the crow flight training program? <laughs> That's how you teach the gift of flight? Just fly, 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 For five days. <laughs> and it works. Five days and we're gone. Try it home on your kids. <laughs> Are you guys ready to get the show going? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's get some energy in here. This is one of the best shows in Los Angeles. I got to do Cameron and Rhea a good job. I got to tell them that it went well. So let's make a little bit more noise. There's a lot of noise in here. Come on. Fuck yes, UCB, best comedy club in L.A. Good, you guys are in for such a fucking good show. Uh, I'm so excited. Bring up this first guy. He's hilarious. He, he's on uh, the show on CISO Guest List. Please check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Casey Lai! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Give it up for Ahmed. So, uh, it's nice to be here. It's nice to get out and laugh, guys. It's nice to do that. I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to laugh again in 2016. You know, it's been heavy. But then I was uh, hanging out in Ralph's buying some avocados and dandruff shampoo because, you know, Hollywood. And 
There was an announcement, uh, and it said, this season, toss a healthy salad. <laughs> and I laughed, like you guys laughed, because tossing salads is funny, right? And I thought it was funny and gross if someone was going to toss an unhealthy salad. And they were like, toss my salad, but you're sick. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Casey, you still got it. You still got it. And I was listening to NPR, and they were doing a movie review for that movie, Fantastic Beasts and Where They Live. And the interviewer uh, asked if the movie series would fill the deep hole left by the Harry Potter movies. And the reviewer said no, but it might open a new deep hole to fill. And I laughed again, because filling deep holes is pornographic and therefore funny. And as, as I was thinking about it, I was like, oh no, maybe this is why they hate us. <laughs> because we keep making all their good words bad with sex jokes, you know? They're like, deep holes are for filling with dirt, not for smut. <laughs> and tossing a salad is something my wife does in preparation for me to put my whole enchilada in her oven. <laughs> why are you laughing at that? I was like, I don't know why, it's funny. It's funny here in the bubble. We're in a bubble made of ass-eating jokes. Just let it go. <laughs> I did just find out that you can uh, now put weed in your butt. Yeah, you can get a marijuana suppository now. Uh, so my weekend is booked. Yeah, you can also now, I was just reading, the FDA said that uh, uh, they're going to start using ecstasy to help cure PTSD. And some people are skeptical, but I think it's going to work. Because I've been taking ecstasy for the last 14 years, and I am showing almost zero signs of PTSD. <laughs> and California is great because now you can legally put weed in your butt, and you can get a prescription of ecstasy from your doctor. And it's not a moment too soon, because I'm going to need a prescription of ecstasy and a literal buttload of weed <laughs> to get through the next four years of America. <laughs> Thank you. And it's scary out there. I get out of the bubble every once in a while. I do. I was just in Vegas. You know, that's outside of the bubble. It is. Uh, and it's the only time in a, while, in a while that I've been called the F word on stage. And you guys know the F word, right? That's the one that kind of sounds like baguette, just a little less French. <laughs> And I was doing a joke on stage about having a boyfriend and some guy from the audience was like, oh yeah, well you're going to hell because you're a baguette. And first of all, I can say baguette because I am one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And also, I should have been very taken aback by this like clear anti-gay remark just thrown into my face, but instead I just started laughing at him because I was like, I'm sorry, sir, this is Vegas. We are all going to hell. <laughs> What I may or may not be doing with my butt later on tonight is like the least sinful thing that's happening on the strip, for sure. Chris Angel, he's got a show right down the street. He is definitely going to hell. He's a witch. He made a Lamborghini disappear one time. I can make like a dick disappear. Maybe two, depending on how magical I'm feeling. I don't ever want to leave California. I love it here. I used to live in San Francisco. All right. Uh, and now I live here in Los Angeles, and it's great. San Francisco is great. LA is great. One difference for me is that I don't feel cool here. In San Francisco, I felt cool because I was cool. Thank you. I was. Uh, gay guy, friends with DJs, friends with drag queens. I did designer drugs. You know, cool things, right? 
But then I moved down here and found out that everyone was like, oh yeah, well, we're both DJs. <laughs> and we're transgendered, mixed-race, pansexual twins. <laughs> Models. <laughs> we run a nonprofit. <laughs> it's a sustainable modeling agency for orphans. Because all orphans are beautiful, but some of them are models. <laughs> oh, you guys went to Burning Man this year? That's super cool. We were born there. <laughs> yeah, we were born at Burning Man. Our parents met at Coachella. We were conceived at South by. We were born at Burning Man. Forged in the embers of the fire after the temple burned to the desert floor. We don't go anymore because it sucks. <laughs> Our dad is an ayahuasca shaman from Peru. <laughs> and our mom is the wind. <laughs> I mean, she used to be the wind, now she's an executive at HBO. <laughs> yeah. Except she pronounced it HBO. <clears throat> because she's the wind. And we design our own drugs. This one's called Squirrel, because it will literally make you go nuts. <laughs> Oh, this one's called Trump because it's orange, and at first it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> and then at the end, it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> uh, this one's called Democracy because it doesn't seem to work. Uh, uh, this one's called the Obama because it's too good for you! You don't deserve to do this drug, you never did. <laughs> Uh, this one's called the John Bonet. Weird, I know, but it's because someone did it, and we still don't even know who that was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, those all sound like really cool drugs, but uh, I'll just have the Adderall, thank you very much. Got a focus party I had to get to later, so maybe a handful of Adderall. Adderall's a great drug, you know, because it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit of drugs. That should be Adderall's slogan. <laughs> it's just a little bit of meth for your kids. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. My name is Casey Lai. Enjoy the rest of your show. Casey Lai! Let him hear it! noise. All right, check, check out his show, Guest List, on CISO, guys. Uh, we got a great show. If you guys are a good audience, so let's just keep the show rolling. You guys ready to keep the show rolling? You want to do that? Good, nice. You guys are in for such a treat. She's one of my favorite comics I know in life. Uh, you can see her. She's been on Kimmel. You can see her on the show Red Oaks on Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, please make some noise for Beth Stelling! <laughs> Beth Stelling! Better hear it. Oh, man. Actually, the, the airport security in Saudi Arabia was, like, surprisingly lax. Like, I was so nervous beforehand. Like, they were like, if you bring in drugs, you'll get beheaded. So, like, I, I was just, like, didn't even bring my normal backpack. <laughs> There's, like, so much weed in that backpack. I was like, I was going to vacuum it out, but I was like, no, nah, I still I just want to die in Saudi Arabia. Like, that would be the worst end. You're like, he just died because he had, like, a crumb of weed in his backpack. But then I went, and they just didn't give a shit about it. Like, I, you could bring in water. I was like, What? It's fucking ridiculous. So easy. America would have to take off our shoes, our laptops, our belts. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Fine. So, you know, check it out, guys. Go to Saudi Arabia. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is spring break in Saudi Arabia, guys. It's hot. You have to cover up. It's great. Um, I have two favorite things. 
All right, you guys ready to keep the show going? Another one of my favorites. She runs the show here every month. Come check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, Kate Berlin. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was improvised. I just want to be clear now. Okay. That was off the cuff. And it felt good. And scary and real. And... Uh, it's just crazy because I'm not trained formally. So, like, who gave me that gift? Right? Uh, to whom do I owe this pleasure? Okay. Oh, it's very weird to be performing in this time. I think it's morally questionable, in fact. It's kind of strange to be performing, like... Part of me believes, you know, people, you got people who are like, we need you more than ever, jesters. You know, it's like, actually, we need teachers. You know, we don't need someone to be up here like, you know, it just feels wrong. And in a way, like, at what point am I an apparatus for fascism? Right? If I continue to be like, you know, I was, for those of you listening, I was miming, sweeping. So, and if you're thinking, well, how does that make any sense? It doesn't. Okay, turn off the radio. Okay, but this, but like this moment, like the shadow, I'm like, go to sleep, it's fine. You know, it's just scary. Okay, just take to the streets. Okay, I love you, bye. Um, <laughs> but it is, a, it is a weird moment, I think. Weird, it's brutally horrifying, but I do think it's that language that's the problem. So I can look at myself and go, you're the issue, okay? <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I need to be here right now, <laughs> just to be safe. But I do, I do really feel that kind of like, like I'm a mess right now, not like an acute Amelie way, like vegetables are speaking to me or whatever. It's been a while since I saw it, but <laughs> being like mute with a chopped haircut and like pranking my neighbor isn't gonna get me through this. There's more that needs to be done. Yeah, you loved her because she was mute. It's a problem. Okay. But I was, I was a Bernie volunteer initially. Thank you. Um, wow. I thought we were a blue state. No, uh, volunteer meaning that I tweeted about him once. But I, during off-peak hours. But I, no, I did, I did volunteer. Guys. <laughs> but I... But then I, of course, switched to Hillary and was like, great. I guess on one level, on some level, it had always secretly been Hillary for me just because I own private prisons. But I do <laughs> think that, um, no, I was very excited for Hillary. And even though all the issues, you know, it's not a man in care. That's blood on our hands, all that stuff. It's not, I didn't care. I was like, it's fine because we need that representation. Like politicians is just pure propaganda so it's just like we need to see a woman be in that position of power and be like see women can be corrupt you know like we need that and I we don't need a pedestal you know we need jobs <laughs> you know so but now we have someone who um, looks like a candle <laughs> who yeah that's the kind of searing um, satire that I bring hey Trump yeah <laughs> You look like a candle. <laughs> I can't do an air horn. But, because I'm violently Jewish, I can't do that. But, but no, I did realize after 
just so much research that he, if you want to get into mathematics, he looks like a candle that's melting too slowly and too quickly at the same time. So there's kind of this, and in a way, it's almost cool. Like, it's kind of like, whoa, like his existence to me threatens the elasticity of time, you know? And I just see the rise of him and I'm like, oh, reality is a simulation. You know, it's all, this is fake. Right? In my Patagonia, it's just a simulation. No, people are dying and they will continue to die because of him. Yeah, I said it. Scared? Leave. Leave! Minions. <laughs> you can't really use the word minions anymore now that the franchise has become so popular, right? That's interesting. I hadn't actually placed that. Write this down for me in the back. Minions. Uh, can the word... Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, what you call, it's an ephemeral performance moment. It, it's not repeatable. And uh, God, it's beautiful. People are crying. And that's always my barometer. I don't go by laughs. I go by tears. I go by votes. I go by who's waking up tomorrow and starting a franchise. You know, that's how I mark my own success. I'm just going to go home, open up the Uber app, and just watch the cars go. You know, it's kind of going to be... One of those nights for me, I think. I think I'll just... <laughs> curl up in my duvet and roast, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, I'm going to remain silent for the rest of the set as kind of a metaphor for media. <laughs> no, I just have no material. But I do think... <laughs> I do think it's, it's cool that everyone's here... I wonder, I, it's like what to do. I've heard people that I know, exclusively white people that I know, are like, we're, um, sorry, we're making a mural. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah. So come sign the mural, and then we'll like go to lunch. <laughs> we'll check on the mural, and like that's it. You know, so just, we don't need murals. Um, <laughs> I mean, we do, but we don't, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I took down murals. And if anyone's scared, <laughs> The mural takedown, I knew that by doing that, people would go. <laughs> At what point do you, have you crossed the line? At what point are you so, like, th like, that, like that was, everyone here, Leah love Carlin, that was Carlin. <laughs> oh, yeah, prior, that's, he went after murals. <laughs> so I'm just continuing that kind of tradition of fiercely ridiculing the status quo. <laughs> Okay, I gotta go soon. But uh, thank you just for listening and being here with me um, in this year, whatever year it is, right? I hear the calendar actually stopped. So at this point, we're kind of just suspended in the ether. Um, what will happen? I think I'm actually gonna quit performing altogether. I'm gonna start making shoes. I think that for me, I wanna actually create physical mobility for people. I don't wanna just spiritually mobilize the masses. I want to make shoes. So I don't know what kind yet. Probably a lug sole, something um, weather resistant, and something with a very thick lace. <laughs> They don't see that, you know. People go, okay, no, thick laces. The, the, I want a lace that's as thick as the shoe. And there, there's the catch, there's the slogan. So if anybody wants to be an angel investor, <laughs> I will be taking angels uh, in the alley. <laughs> and it's kind of a first come, first serve, and kind of as a nod to the classic cobbler's 
of mid-century Danish shoes. So some fans <laughs> of that stuff. I have to leave very soon. I've had trouble leaving the stage for like four years now. Um, I think performance is too much like death. So it's kind of scary to essentially end your life, right, in a kind of microcosm of I will go now. I think it's time to go now. Um, I'm going to go. Thank you all so much. Good night. show every fourth Wednesday. Come check it out here. Caperland, guys. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I just got a Christmas tree today, which is the opposite of going to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) That was nice. Uh, Anyone like Christmas? No? No? Nobody likes Christmas? (laughs) Uh, People hate Christmas, I guess. I don't know. I never cared about, like, the religious aspect. Just the, like, tree. The tree and the presents and the snow. It's great. All right, my free each his own, to each his own. <laughs> People are like, fuck you, dude. F- buy into commercialism. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Makes me feel slightly less sad, guys. Uh, that's great. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. We're gonna... We've taken it too far with cows. <laughs> we kill them, we eat them, we wear them. That's on par with most animals. But with cows, we also eat veal, which are their children. Then we drink their milk, which doesn't sound as bad, but it's the milk intended for their children we ate. We eat their babies, and then we eat their babies' food. With cookies. Just a midnight snack. But then, on top of all of that, we take pictures of our missing children. Put it on their milk. <laughs> hey, sorry for killing your kid. Haven't seen my kid, though. <laughs> really worried about my kid. Your kid's dad ate him, washed him down with his own food. Keep <laughs> looking out for my kid. A lot of people are blaming ADD for kids not paying attention in school, right? But I feel like people forget that school sucks. <laughs> I forgot. Why aren't these kids paying attention? <laughs> Like, I used to think history was boring, but history is filled with murder and deception. It's better than Shakespeare, but in school, they just shove the date down your throat, right? Just the date, the date, the date, the date. It's like, the date is the least interesting part of a story. I've never been telling someone a story, but I'm like, oh, man. I got these two Italian supermodels back to my apartment. One thing led to the... What day was it, man? What day was it? What was the date? Who was president? What was the climate? When did this happen? Get to the details. Like, I used to think George Washington was boring, right? But he went to war. He turned around being king of America. He's probably stabbed someone in the face with a knife at the end of a gun. Like, he killed people back when you had to be like, I'm sorry, I remember this forever. (laughs) And all I can remember in school is a cherry tree story, which is not even real. They made it up. They made up a less interesting story about him and told that to everybody. It's like, hey, you know George Washington? Oh, is it the cherry tree guy? No, that's fake. He murdered people on Christmas. That's like in a thousand years from now. Like, you know George W. Bush led this country to a war all based on a lie? What? I thought he just trampled his father's azalea patch. <laughs> Man, I didn't even have an azalea patch. It's like the one good thing about Donald Trump is it made you realize how adorable George Bush was. It's like, at least his racism was cute. <laughs> you just picture him in a bubble bath with boats. He's like, Aw, <laughs> like, he's mad at those countries. <laughs> 
they were mean to his dad. <laughs> Came and picture how Donald Trump bathes, you know, probably just sheds his skin. <laughs> just gets hosed down by immigrant workers. They love me, they clean me, they get me the cleanest. He's the cleanest soap. All right, you guys are ready to keep the show going? Come on, guys, let's get some fucking... There we go. There's a lot of you. This is a great show. It's an all-star show. You guys are this is a, you're just in for a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, another one of my favorites. He's been on the show, One Mississippi. Ladies and gentlemen, David Huntsberger! Hello. Keep it going for Matt and everybody. Enthusiastic. It's weird to be here without Cameron and uh, Rhea, but uh, they did want me to pass along a message in their absence that uh, all month long, if you enter PYHT on stamps.com, you can uh, a 10% discount at checkout. That's stamps.com. Send it with no regret. Stamps.com. So, business as usual. Uh, it is. It's the holiday season, and I'm not wild about that. I am a procrastinator, and so it's always terrible for me right at the end because I end up having a list full of people that i got to race around and cross off. And do you ever do that, put way too much effort into getting, getting a gift for someone that you really don't even know that well just so you can cross them off of that list? Like even after you drive all the way to the store and then realize you forgot your wallet, you still turn on to drive all the way home. Even when you get your wallet and they're headed back and you get a flat tire, you don't stop there. You still fix the tire, like, nope, still doing it. <laughs> Even when you get to the store and find out that they're sold out, you don't stop there. You get back in your car and drive all the way across town to the other location in the bad neighborhood. And even though it's dark out and they're locking up the doors, you still bang on them like, hey, I got to get this gift card for this guy I don't really know very well. Even after they let you in and you're finally leaving with this gift card and you're jumped out in the parking lot by a gang of street toughs <laughs> beaten mercilessly for the better part of a half an hour, you still don't stop there. You crawl arm over arm on your stomach back to the sidewalk, grab this stupid gift card and clutch it in your hands before you finally succumb to the darkness and pass out. Imagine if when you came out of your coma a few days later and gave this person the gift card... They never used it. <laughs> never got around to it. Now you know how Jesus feels when you don't sin. <laughs> he goes through all that work. But the least you could do is appreciate it. No one should be uncomfortable. That joke is very pro-Jesus and pro-sin. So... Ah, uh, it's, uh, yeah, everyone hammering home. It's a, it's a bad world, no question, at least in the United States currently. This, this world feels like it could definitely use a reset. Like, all right, we've had enough of this. Um, and people say that, you know, like, ah, oh, you just imagine it being a better place and then work toward that. I think that is ridiculous advice because that's what makes it so frustrating is imagining how it could be better. It's an easy thing to do. Like, ah, oh, we just have to do this. Make it easier. It's bad advice. The best thing you can do is imagine how much worse the world could be and then just appreciate the reality that we live in. Like, ah, it's not that bad. I know that sounds ridiculous, but all the bad things that happen right now are terrible because they're the worst things we know currently. But we could live in a different reality that is much worse. Bats flying around everywhere, spitting poison at you. <laughs> weird flaming skeletons that just pop out of the ground and run over and gnaw off your genitals randomly. <laughs> Like once a week, you'd be like, ah, 
God damn it, this and racism. Ah, this world is the worst. Way worse world. Birds that dive bomb out of the sky and peck out your eyes and hop in your eye sockets and drive you around like a little tank. And shitty politicians. That's way worse. We're lucky to have it as it is. Uh, it's just the fact that we don't have dragons makes this world pretty decent. Which people don't agree with for whatever reason. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to have flying reptiles that could shoot fire up in the sky. Little tiny ass braids. It's like a crocodile, basically, that could murder us at any moment. That's what I want. Why? It would be, oh, it'd be brutal. We're so lucky to not have dragons. I, uh, maybe we're just experiencing a world. Like, I hope that is somewhat the case. I mean, no one knows really how we got here, where we came from. No one knows what dark matter is. Let's just say hypothetically that it is comprised of the energy of every soul that ever has been or ever will be from the beginning to the ends of time, just all jam-packed together in deep space, waiting to go exist in some world. They're just in long lines waiting to go to dinosaur world or dragon world or dolphin explosion world. I don't know. It's a bit of a stretch as a comedy premise, but if <laughs> <laughs> it points up there... If there are these infinite worlds, it's crazy that we really only talk about three worlds. The reality we know, we talk about that a lot, and then we talk about heaven and hell, and that's about it. If there are all these infinite other worlds, it's very limiting. And weird that we only talk about those three. There's no chance, if that's the case, that hell is the worst or that heaven is the best. I'm sure they're at far ends of the spectrum, but they can't be, like, hell can't be the absolute worst world if there are endless other ones. I'll bet there are things about hell that are decent that no one talks about. I'll bet there's some redeeming things. I'll bet there's an element of camaraderie that's not so bad. But when you're chained to the wall and you look over and see someone like, hey, you speak English? All right, okay. This sucks, right? I knew it. I knew it sucked. This is bad. Hey, have you ever noticed that Satan's got like a little bit of a lazy eye? Yeah, he does. He looks, he does walk kind of weird. He's got like pigeon to, oh shit, he heard me. I gotta go. I hope it's you tomorrow. <laughs> Just that would be decent. Like that would make hell better than the, the worst thing that I think could happen is that if it is all this just infinite space of people waiting in lines, the worst punishment you could receive is if you were horrible in this place is to be perpetually placed at the end of all of those lines. Never get to go into any of the worlds. That's where I like to imagine that Hitler is. Just constantly up there like, so I guess it's my turn now, so I'll go to... Nope, still this guy. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> this guy's next. Really? This guy butchered his entire family with a Swiss blade. Oh, I didn't even hold the knife, you know. I didn't kill... We've gone through this. We've gone through this. Please, just let me go to hell. I've heard about the camaraderie. That'd be such a good punishment. Why is that not... It's unlikely, too, that heaven is the best. You know, I hope if you, if you want to go there that you get to go and experience it, but it's probably just one of the worlds. It's doubtful that it's the absolute best. If you were up there in this just kind of nothingness and you ran, ran into two known entities and asked them where they were going, and the first one was like, I'm going to heaven. And the second one was like, I'm going to the lobster void. <laughs> you wouldn't just race off to heaven. At least be a small party. It's like, eh, eh, tell me about this one. <laughs> it's cool, man. You're in this viscous fluid that extends in all directions. And it's dark, dude. And you don't know you're a lobster, but you're pretty sure you are. 
you got these claws that extend out in front of you, man, and you can feel these beams of light shooting at you, and you snap at them. They make the hair on your neck to stand up just a little bit, like a little dose of heroin, man. You keep snapping at them, and then pretty soon, man, when you grab one of these beams, dude, it explodes with like a million points of light and becomes all these diamonds, and you see the light of the love of everyone you've ever known in your whole life, and you see their faces, and they're all smiling at you, and then they all simultaneously explode into one giant orgasm, and you reassemble and do it all over again. Okay. Well, what's yours again? Oh, it's, you know, the clouds and the harp and the gates. I'm going to catch up with you. I definitely am going to catch up with you. I gotta go. You would go. You wouldn't. I think we already subconsciously know that heaven is not the best world because currently no one refers to it that way. If someone hap- something happens to someone that you know and you go, hey, sorry to hear about your uncle, that person will inevitably go, I know, yeah, well, he's in a better place. Not the best place. They never say the best place. All right, thank you. Good evening. David Hunsberger! All right. I don't believe in the devil, I think. I'm pretty sure... Mostly because he has horns. I feel like that's it's very suspect, you know? Like, I was listening to the radio, and this guy was like, the devil's coming back, and he's a beast with hooves and horns and fur and a tail. He's kind of like a deer, the devil. <laughs> like, so obvious the devil was just made up back when horns mattered to humans. <laughs> he's got horns. Watch out. Okay, I'll be good. <laughs> Come down here with some horns and poke you. Okay, I'll go to bed. I'll go to bed. All right, let's keep the show going. We got two more comics. You guys ready? Tits keep coming. She's a killer. You guys are going to love her. She's been on Comedy Central and Comedy Knockout on True TV. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Dulce Sloan. I hope someone does it after I go up because I'm definitely sick. Um, yeah, I had to do some colleges in the, uh, in Ohio because money. And I did not realize until I woke up that the dude next to me, because I was in the middle because, you know, I, I buy stuff on time. The dude next to me and the lady on the other side of me were both sick. And I like he coughed and went to sleep when she like she fell asleep and woke up and then all her hair was just wet. <laughs> but she was wearing a sweatshirt and a scarf. I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> so as soon as I got off the plane, I was like, Jamba Juice, give me all of it. So I've been sucking out the fucking jam- I could be way worse. My afro could just be plastered to the side of my fucking head right now, which to get that much hair wet is a fucking feat. Um, <laughs> I brought my purse out here because I can't trust white people in Trump's America. Um, I don't give a fuck if you voted for it or not. You're too bold. You're too bold. Um, you're too bold now. You're just too fucking bold. Y'all are bad before, but it's real worse. Because um, one of my friends called me on election night. Like, I never cared. I had my president. I'm done. We got the black dude. There was another black dude coming. I'm like, I'm tapping the fuck out. I don't care. I'm done. I got my president. I'm fucking over it. And one of my friends called me crying on election night, and it was a straight white dude. 
And I was like, I got a call to take. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're not the one in danger. Why are you calling me? I'm a woman and I'm brown. I'm fucked. What do you need, Gabe? Like, what is it? <laughs> he also does not know that I'm doing this as a bit now. And <laughs> we'll find out soon. But I was so upset because he called me. He was like, I can't believe this happened. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> He's like, I can't believe America's this racist. Really? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> what the fuck? And he was just so upset. He was, cry he was crying. I was like, you're a straight white man. You're gonna be fine. He's like, I know. Get the fuck off my phone. <laughs> I got three lesbians on hold that are trying to be freaking out right now. Get off the phone. <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And this is and what was so great about because I grew up in Georgia. So what was so great about it is people always like, the South is so racist, the South is so racist. Uh -uh. America's racist. <laughs> and now I got a fucking map to prove it. Did you know that Pennsylvania was as racist as Mississippi? Let me show you this map. <laughs> so really for me, it's not a victory for Trump, it's a victory for the South. That's how I took this election. We're not the only ones that are racist. Alabama, North Dakota, same place, doesn't matter. I'm screwed everywhere I go. I uh, moved to LA a couple months ago because my career's going great. And um, <laughs> that's not a joke, you bastards. I actually live here. Fuckers. And first of all, your racism is real confusing to me. Just be racist. Damn it. Like, pick a fucking side, okay? You're gonna be rude in a restaurant just because this the thing about Southern racism. They're racist, but they're polite. That old white man might not like Negroes, but he'll hold a door open. <laughs> Apparently, I struck a nerve with you white people. Anyway. So yeah, I moved here and I'm single, which is confusing because all of my clothes are real tight. And I don't wear a lot of animal print to let these men know I'm on the prowl, you know. I got a plan. And what I've seen and experienced since moving here is that the men here are little. <laughs> I'm like, you said, from the South. See what I'm saying? These boys are 6'2 at the age of 10. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they're whole men. There's no whole men here. I ain't seen one yet. I don't know if it's all the avocado they make you people eat. And I don't believe in avocado. I think it's just old yogurt and armadillo shell. You can't prove me wrong. never seen one on a tree, fuck you. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> All the men here are little. I'm 5'4". I'm average height for a ninth grader. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and this man outside of improv is trying to talk to me and I can see the top of his head. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I hug a man, I want to hear his heartbeat, not his thoughts. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> A man's ear touching mine, disgusting. Get away from me. Where's the rest of you? Where's the rest of you? And he made me mad because his body, like his head was so big and his body was so small. It was like his head was right here, but his body was far away. 
Like he was built like a Powerpuff girl. I was really upset. Cause he was like, let me get your number. I'm like, no. I'm like, why not? I'm like, you're not big enough to hold 10 digits. Beat it. And he's like, come on. I said, all right, fine. I will give you the first, I'll give your head four numbers. And I'll give you the other six when the rest of your body shows up. You see what I'm saying? But apparently that makes me rude. I was looking for places to stay because, you know, homeless isn't as cute as you think it is. And they have these things here which I had never heard of called bachelor apartments. Have you heard of these shit shows? They are apartments with no kitchen. What? $1,100 American a month for an apartment with no kitchen. Now my first thought should have been, how am I gonna eat? That wasn't my first thought. My first thought was, no kitchen. How am I gonna get a man with no kitchen? It's fucking feminism. Listen, everybody knows you fuck him and you feed him. That's why he stays. Everybody knows that. This ain't new information. He's never coming back. He's gonna have to leave to hunt for his own food. You know what I'm talking about? Because you bang him, he's like, you know what, I'm gonna leave. I'm making sandwiches, you know what, I can stay for a little bit longer. <laughs> they got that Nintendo coming out with the 60 games loaded into it. I'm not buying that from me. <laughs> Fuck him, feed him. Video game? Boyfriend! <laughs> know what I'm doing. Glad to be out here because I'm always trying to give me one of these fine Jewish menses. <laughs> one, because I want to be famous. Two, because they circumcise. Three, because if I'm going to fuck with white dudes, I'd rather get one that understands oppression. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I grew up in Georgia, so I don't have a lot of interaction with Jewish menses because, you know, the ones in Atlanta kept themselves in a safe place. So... <laughs> All I really have to go on is curly hair, dark features, and anxiety. That's really. <laughs> and every once in a while, I think I might have caught me one. You know what I mean? Go home with them, because I'm a lady. And you need to go home with them. You know, curly hair. And I'm naked, because that's how sex works. And I'm naked, and I look down. And his dick still has clothes on. Anyway. Curly hair, dark features, uncircumcised. This motherfucker's Italian. Damn it! <laughs> gotta start asking for last names. That's on me, guys. That's on me. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. I'm this song. You guys ready for your headliner? Yeah. Come on, this is the last comic. You guys ready for your headliner? There we go. You guys, this has been a great show. Uh, you know, in for a treat. One of my favorites. She runs a show uh, at the other UCB. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Kara Clank! Hello. 
I'm your famous headliner. You guys are excited. Um, how's it going, guys? Good? Good. Uh, I am uh, new to Los Angeles. I just moved here pretty recently. Uh, it's going pretty great so far. I wanted to assimilate to the culture immediately, so I did go to yoga first thing. And uh, I noticed right away that my yoga instructor had fake tits. I was like, your branding is confusing me. I guess saline is organic. Uh, but I could tell because she went to go do one of those handstands, and her tits were just like, namaste up here. Like, no... <laughs> No movement. Standing strong and tall for a free Tibet, I guess. <laughs> but I, uh, I moved here with my husband. I'm recently married as well. Uh, and, oh, you don't have to woo. You guys know anyone can do it, right? <laughs> it's, like, kind of not as exclusive as it used to be, but it's okay. Um, uh, we got, we've been together for a while, but to me, like, our true anniversary is the day that we decided to sync our Google calendars together. Has anyone done that? Oh, it's a great way to just end the fun immediately, uh, if you're looking for a way. Uh, so now we always know where the other person is, and the other day, he puts into our mutual calendar at, like, 11.30 on a Wednesday, he puts in sex. <laughs> Pretty good, right, guys? Pretty good. Uh, I was not actually opposed to the planning, uh, but he put it into the calendar for an hour. Uh, you need to learn how to use the software, pal. I don't have time for wishful scheduling. So I just zipped that baby up to 11.37. And I said, that's a hard out. Wherever we are at 11.37, that's when I gotta bounce. I promised myself this was the year I was gonna watch The Wire, and we're getting down to it. So... I'm busy. I have stuff to do. I mean, I feel like I'm joking about seven minutes. Like, seven minutes of sex is actually, like, perfectly fine with me. I checked it out, and it is above the national average, so I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I think it's, like, Hollywood that makes us feel like we're supposed to be having sex for, like, two, three days at a time, uninterrupted. <laughs> right? Hollywood makes it seem like if there's not, like, a shift of light, to like a time lapse in your lovemaking... <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Uh, but another thing they do in movies and television that drives me crazy is like, people will be having sex, right? Sheets perfectly covering everything. Relatable. <laughs> and then whoever rolls off of whoever, they snuggle up for a few seconds, they chat, and then they just go to sleep. So like, no cleanup? <laughs> No cleanup at all? Yikes. What's the best case scenario there? He wore a condom and he's just wearing that bad boy till morning. Tomorrow's trash day. I'll take care of it later. I just want to see one realistic post-sex cleanup scene. Is that too much to ask for? I just want to see Olivia Wilde like teetering to the bathroom. Being like, I'm going first. I'm already at the bathroom. I'm going first. Just clean up that spot. I'll be right back. You can go. I'm going first. Is that too much to ask for? I guess so. But we should all be using some kind of birth control, right? Did you guys know next year, male birth control comes out? Woo! Next year! Yeah, ladies are so excited about it. Like, whenever I talk about it, girls are like, yes, woo, it's their turn! I totally get it. It's like a great concept. But like, what's the plan with male birth control, you guys? What's the plan? 
Is it that a guy's going to take a pill every single day, 365 days out of the year, at the same time every day? Is that the plan? <laughs> Is that the plan, you guys? I don't think that can be the plan. I'll tell you why. The other day I was lying in bed with my husband, and I go, oh, hey, honey, did you ever realize that that Batman t-shirt glows in the dark? And he goes, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, nah. I don't think I'll be passing the baton anytime soon. I think I'm going to stay in charge of whether or not we become parents <laughs> to a human baby. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I'm like really good at not getting pregnant, you guys. <laughs> Never done it. I'm undefeated. If my body was a construction site, there'd be one of those signs up that was like 10,000 days without an accident, you know? Just real strong contractor got in there. But I think that, like, I'm so happy to be married because I'm so happy that dating is over. You know what I mean? Like, just dating has always been the worst. It's still going to be the worst when I'm divorced. But, like, right now, oh, I'm in such a sweet spot, you know? Because I just, like, watch people. Everybody wants to, like, be in a relationship. Like, every, people just, like, bat red flags out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the name Ted Bundy. Is that ringing any bells for anyone? Uh, in case you've, like, never been on the internet, he is, uh, was a very prolific serial killer back in the 70s. Killed just, like, a bushel of ladies. And, uh... <laughs> He had a girlfriend the entire time, okay? He never laid a hand on the girlfriend, but uh, she got suspicious. You know, I think she had eyes, so uh, <laughs> she knew something was up. She called the police, not once, not twice, three times to be like, hi, I think my boyfriend might be that serial killer you guys are looking for. And because it was the 70s, the police were like, take an aspirin, sweetheart, and hung up. <laughs> and he continued to do his thing. But I like, you know what was probably going on in that woman's head, you know? She was probably like weighing it out, like, okay, yep, finding some really weird stuff around the house. Yep, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> He's taking a lot of trips, bodies are piling up, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, but I just can't get back out there. I can't do it. Not another ad in the paper. <laughs> Like, her friends were probably concerned. They were like, Liz, didn't you find a bunch of blunt objects in the trunk of his car? She's like, shut up, Maureen. Your husband's no prize either. <laughs> People think being single's a curse. It's crazy. I, I'm, not sing I, I'm not single, but I do have a curse. I, I've had this thing that keeps happening to me, especially in Los Angeles where I've been driving a lot, where every time I'm, I'm driving, I'm seeking on the radio. I'm just, like, trying to find some pop song I can jam out to, you know? And I'll hear some song that's like, I'm in love with a boy. I'm like, what is this? What do we got? <laughs> Taylor, Ariana, who is this? And then without a doubt, the next line is always like, and he has risen. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Radio. <laughs> you tricky little bitch. Every time. This is why Christianity is still flourishing, you guys. Sick hooks. Sick hooks. I swear, I'm in the car every time, like, I'm popping and locking. I'm, like, trying to Shazam. Like, who's the new Beyonce? And then I'm like, did they just say Thorny Crown? Oh, I'm out of here. I can't. I can't do this. They're so good at making it sound like real music, though, aren't they, you guys? They're getting really good. <laughs> I, 
I try to fly back to New York uh, when I can, and I just went back to New York recently, and I, uh, I, my flight landed in Phoenix. That was not planned. That was a, a whatever, a diversion. So they put us down in Phoenix because like the plane had a hole in it or something. <laughs> And they put us all into the terminal, and everyone's getting real antsy. I'm fine, because they're giving away free Rice Krispie treats and soda. So I'm like, I live here now. <laughs> um, but people are getting, you know, and then, like, they keep piping in with those announcements that are like, just want to keep you guys updated. There's no update at this time. And you're like, oh, I want you to die so badly. Um, and then finally that announcement comes out that's like, this plane is not taking off. You guys are all sleeping in Phoenix tonight. Please see Cheryl in a three-hour line for a hotel voucher, right? <laughs> and I just watched as every single person in that terminal just morphed into um, Meryl <laughs> Streep's character from The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> like, everybody was suddenly, like, on their phones, like, get me Delta on the line! <laughs> who you're talking to. You think you're talking to Robert? Get me your supervisor. If I don't get you to New York tonight, heads are gonna roll. I'm like, bitch, I can see you. You're wearing a Family Guy t-shirt and stained sweatpants. I'm pretty sure nothing in New York is gonna fold if you don't make it there tonight. In fact, I think you could use a night in Phoenix. Get back to you, you know? You guys have been great. I'm Kara Clank. Thank you so much. week. They'll get, uh, give a round of applause for that. They'll be back if anyone wants to come. You don't have to see my ugly face anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, this is every week. You guys have been great. Uh, good night. Check the website. Come to more shows. Have a nice life. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.